Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! And that sound, of course, was the sound of Ecto-1, the car from Ghostbusters. Hi, welcome to this bonus episode of Geeky Retro Nerd Show podcast. My name's Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. There's absolutely mind-boggling amounts of stuff to talk about with regards to Ghostbusters. I've done the two-part episode, which comes to around about half an hour but there was loads of stuff that I didn't talk about and, and there's still loads of stuff that I do want to talk about. And really, I didn't even mention the car in any of those episodes. So I thought, right, I'm going to do a bonus episode and let's talk about the car. So my son's still asleep. <laughs> he has a nap every Monday afternoon. Well, every day, but I have him on a Monday. He's still asleep. So I thought, right, let's go for it. Let's get another episode in. So I'm, I'm completely flying by the seat of my pants here, but I have got um, help in the form of the fantastic book that I've mentioned a couple of times in the episode, The Ghostbusters, The Ultimate Visual History. And there's a whole section devoted to Ecto-1. And back in the 80s, there, there was a, a huge thing, wasn't there, about vehicles. So on the television, we had like the A-Team with the van, Night Rider with Kit, Street Hawk, um, Airwolf. And the movies were no different. So in Ghostbusters, we had Ecto-1. In Back to the Future, we had the DeLorean. We were real suckers as kids, or I was anyway, for uh, really cool vehicles and Ghostbusters had one of the coolest in the shape of Ecto-1. So I'm going to go ahead and reference some of the book here. Um, you know, I, I hope you loved the car as much as I did when I was a kid because you, you know, it looked cool. It had the Ghostbusters logo on it. It, it. it had loads of gadgets attached to it. And, you know, you could get, you could buy it as a toy. And you could also buy it as part of the real Ghostbusters cartoon um, toys that you could buy. Everybody I knew had an Ecto-1 to play with. So so let's crack on and let's have a look. Like I say, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. 
Um, but the book goes on to say it, it's both a mobile headquarters and a highly effective advertisement, all the way from the no ghost logos on its doors to the license plate reading Ecto 1. And the Ectomobile, if you remember in the movie, it was a $4,800 steal when um, Stance, Ray Stance brings it back to the headquarters. And of course, the car itself is a 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor with an aftermarket ambulance conversion. And in the movie, if you remember, Ray Stance uh, says it's a, it's a fixer-upper. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, he barely gets it to the headquarters. It sort of just rolls in, um, barely makes it there. And he says it needs suspension work and shocks, brakes, brake pads, lining, steering box, transmission, rear end, new rings, mufflers, and a little wiring. So just just a few things that needed to be done to it. And in short order, the Ectomobile gets a shiny white and red skin and a chassis full of ghost hunting gadgets. And it was it doesn't get much cooler than that, does it? Ghost hunting gadgets. You know, as a wide-eyed kid in the 80s, it, it totally wowed me. It was amazing. So the design consultant for this uh, for the Ecto-1 was a guy called Stephen Dane, and he designed and modified the Ectomobile for the for the filming and the vehicle already existed in ghostbusters mythology since Ackroyd's first script so you know it was, it was already a concept that Ackroyd had recognized um and the concept drones uh, were done by a guy called john devikis an early drafts gave the vehicle a more fantastical edge with the ectomobile able to dematerialize and evade police pursuit how cool is that why didn't we see that in the movie, Mr. Reitman? Um, that would have been amazing to see. Obviously, it didn't make it as far as the movie, that kind of stuff. Uh, and also, actually, it was painted jet black, a menacing quality jettisoned when cinematographer Laszlo Kovacs pointed out that the car would be nearly invisible on camera when shot at night. And, of course, a lot of the scenes in Ghostbusters that included Ecto-1 were shot at night. So I think it would have looked cool, black, but impractical, so it got it got painted white. Special modifications to the final version of the Ectomobile included a high-tech roof array packed with equipment. And the design consultant, Stephen Dane, says, I'd seen the roof rack on fire trucks and things like that. I put a TV antenna on it, a directional antenna, an air conditioning unit, storage boxes, and just filled it up with, and in his words, bullshit. <laughs> Um, he showed Ivan the pictures and then sketched it up. Um, and the dark beige ambulance that would become the Ectomobile sat on the Columbia backlot for weeks as Dane took measurements and drew sketches. Shortly before shooting was scheduled to begin, production realised that the vehicle wasn't ready. And Dane goes on to say, It was one of these things where the prop master says, I don't have the ambulance. I thought the decorator was going to make it. And the direct uh, the decorator says, I thought props were going to do it. So basically they were looking to each other to provide something and it didn't get done. So they needed to get something done fast. And I turned the thing around, this is Dane, uh, in a week and a half. And he says, we did the paint and application, but we couldn't ship it on an airplane because it was too big. And it is a pretty hefty car, isn't it? It's absolutely massive. 
Um, it got shipped by railroad instead, which is interesting. The roof rack we built separately, and that got put on an airplane. So it, it, it got shipped in bits. The main car by railroad, and the roof rack went on an airplane. Uh, there were probably at least four or five days where the vehicle was in transit between Hollywood and Manhattan. It's quite a trek, isn't it? Um, Hollywood to Manhattan. Yeah, it is. Um, and this this is really interesting. Listen to this. In a scene cut from Ghostbusters, a New York City policeman tries to stick a parking ticket on the Ectomobile's windshield. The officer starts to sweat when the car's sensors appear to be tracking him. And he gets really rattled when the parking ticket superheats and burns up in a flash of fire. These hints that the Ectomobile possessed paranormal abilities fell victim to the editor's knife. What a shame that is, isn't it? It would have been great to see that and give... It would have given the car a bit of a personality, almost like Kit in Knight Rider. Um, it doesn't suggest that the car could talk or anything, but like it says, it, it, it had some sort of paranormal ability and that would have been brilliant to see but Reitman decided that it slowed down the pace of ghost busting around town montage and that audiences might find it similar actually to the outrageous aspects of the vehicle in the Blues Brothers which obviously was um, one of Aykroyd's earlier blockbusters one of the most recognisable qualities of the Ectomobile is its siren. And you, you, and that's why I had that clip at the start. It's instantly recognisable, isn't it? As soon as you hear that siren, it's like, that's Ecto-1. That's the car from Ghostbusters. Um, and Dane says he spent a fair bit of time on it. But in a way, it was one of the simplest things he came up with. Oh, sorry, that was sound designer Richard Beggs. He says it was a, he spent a fair bit of time on it, but it was one of the simplest things he came up with. And Richard Beggs actually is an Academy Award winner. Uh, and, he, and he won that for his work on Apoc- Apocalypse Now, which, which obviously is a fantastic movie. Um, he goes on to say, It was a leopard snarl that I had done a number of things to. I looped it, cut it in quarter-inch tape and played it backwards. Usually I'm very loath to play things backwards because they have a very telltale characteristic and I think it's sort of a cop-out. I played it backwards and it did that. (laughs) Sorry about that impression there. The exact opposite of an animal going... It lost some of its organic sound and it became this mechanical animal klaxon and like i say when you hear it it's instantly recognizable you know straight away that is ecto one and in the book it's got some fantastic uh, sketches of ecto one and it, it 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 tells you all the things that are on it like the antenna antenna the giant gumball the bullhorn the siren the police light the police light at the back compressed air tanks Honestly, if you get it, if you if you can, try and get a hold of this book. It's fantastic. The, the pictures are excellent. The photographs of Ecto One are absolutely gorgeous. Um, and like I say, when I was a kid, Ecto One was one of the vehicles that everybody wanted to have and everybody wanted to play with. And it was such an important part of the movie. Um, you know, from the look of it, the design of it, the sound of it, in, in in many ways, it was it was it was almost a character in itself, a bit like the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars. It was one of the gang. It was almost like the fifth 
Ghostbuster. And I wish some of the things I spoke about there, you know, about its paranormal abilities, um, would could have survived, and and we could have seen some of that in the movie. But you know. That, that's the way it is can't have everything it's already a fantastic movie as it is um uh, and a fantastic car so thanks a lot for listening to this bonus episode about ecto one i might do another one about something else within ghostbusters because there's loads of cool stuff in ghostbusters and the proton packs and the traps and loads of stuff so i'll speak to you again soon thanks again for listening catch you later Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 for a gift that goes beyond the holidays, don't miss the Xfinity Beyond Black Friday event. Ask how to get $150 back on a package with the ultimate Wi-Fi and Xfinity X1. Your all-in-one entertainment experience. Simple, easy, awesome. Click, call, or visit us today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.